Greetings, welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. I'm Bullet. Jay. And tonight we have a very special episode of Clone High. It's Season 2, Episode 9, The Measure of a Man. Easily the best episode to date. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah No question. Like, no question. This is a fantastic episode. Uh, written by Melinda Snodgrass, who called upon her background as a lawyer when writing this episode. And it shows, like, most of the uh, legal stuff in this is pretty tight. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a crossover between uh, Next Gen and Law and & Order. Yeah, yeah. Totally works. Or, or uh, Next Gen and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they we, are we get a lot of JAG officers. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of JAG offs in this episode. So, yeah, that, well, that comes up. There aren't a, few a lot times. of jagoffs in this episode. There's just one. One there's, great there's one big jagoff. Particular jagoff. This episode is great. For those not in the know, go watch it right now. Why are you listening to this podcast first? You know the drill. Episode first, podcast next. Really? I thought we, we spent an hour discussing Starfleet uniforms and hair, so people didn't have to watch the episode. <laughs> Fine, really. Quiet, Jules. <laughs> Fine. We, we, we do get off on our tangents. We do. But yeah, th- this is uh, easily the most substantial episode to date. Yeah, it's got the most big sci-fi with a capital S and Y and F and I. Uh, <laughs> y. Big, big issues are dealt with. What and, it means to be human. And lots of good stuff happens in this episode, too. This episode is the very first uh, instance of the poker game. The cr- which which the... does become a runner, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it becomes it a running... It opens a lot of yeah. episodes. Is this the only time they invite Pulaski to the poker game? You know, I don't know. I I'm can't remember sure. if, there's if there's another poker another in episode season. in the season. I guess we'll find out. Because, uh, I mean, why would you? Really? This is also Data's first poker game, which is great to see him get fleeced immediately by Riker. That's fun. Yeah. And they all know it's happening. They all know it's gonna happen happen because yep. they they see his flaws right away yeah data is naive like he clearly does not understand the concept of the bluff no i mean surely he's read about it but it doesn't enter into his mind that uh, one plays the game without the express idea of winning based on their hand you know it doesn't occur to him that you can yeah. win based on someone else's hand it strikes me as lazy like if your data and your you can process information at super super speed it would appear that he only ever really read a book that explained how, the rules of poker he never bothered to read a book about poker strategy yeah that seems to be it and yeah i don't know or um, sorry all the books on poker strategy of, of which there are a gazillion and he he yeah. says he has later yeah. in the episode he, he said that, that he had read a number of studied all of that stuff maybe maybe he should be on trial for being a liar. <laughs> Could be. Like, I don't think he watched the seminal document Rounders. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting because this will come, this exact thing will come up again later in the will, season. Yeah. Because later he's going to play Stratagema against uh, that, oh, yes. that uh, mm-hmm. efficiency expert guy. And oh. Kohlrabi? Kohlrabi? Yeah. Is he named after the, 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 the vegetable? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that he's insufferable and Data initially loses to him and yeah. that's right. a huge blow to his self-confidence because he thinks like he's broken how, how did this uh, organic beat him I believe uh, his name is Horgon Kohlrabi yeah. <laughs> uh, but it turns out Pulaski and Picard have words with him and he changes his strategy from attempting to win to attempting yeah. to tie yeah he makes a mock- mockery strategy yeah. yeah it's great it's a great line anyways we'll get to that because we've got plenty to talk about this episode we open with the poker game where of course data gets fleeced instantly because it doesn't occur to him that uh riker is betting that he'll fold as opposed to betting on the strength of his own hand and it's also very necessary that it is riker yeah that wins it has to be riker to put the smack down on him yeah because like and not even just for the theme of this episode but just for riker being riker mm-hmm. you know it, it is an essential yeah. riker moment it's just yet more of his swagger yeah that's, man that's Riker he's Riker's swagging Riker's just got 
that. I particularly like that. I don't know a lot about poker, mm -hmm. but from Riker's hand was potentially, like, it was, was essentially garbage, but potentially a crushing hand because it was all hearts. Yeah, the yeah, game, it could have been a flush. The game, yeah. they're, the game they're playing, you all, your entire card hand is exposed except for one card that's yeah. hidden. Yeah. Five card, I don't remember what they called it. Yeah. So Riker is basically showing four cards of a five card flush. Mm -hmm. And Data's got two queens, but he actually is. We know he's got, he's got three. Three queens. So he's got three of a kind. Three of a kind. Strong hand. Strong yeah. hand, but he's afraid of Riker's flush. Yeah, and so based on the fact that Riker seems to be betting very confidently, he assumes Riker must have the flush. Riker wasn't betting confidently. All he was doing was matching Data's bets. He didn't even raise. It was weird. No, he raised. He like did raise. Ra ra no, 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 but he was just he was just duplicating the bet. He wasn't actually increasing the value of the bet. I'm pretty but sure again, he was at the he, last two. Like, no, because, because Data, Data kept looking at him when he did it. You know, like Data would bet whatever, and then Riker would say, I'll bet that again. So he like matched the bet. So if Data bet five, Riker bet five, and then five more. Yeah. yeah. And then when Data bet 10, Riker bet 10, 10 and, and 10, 10 more. more. The pot is increasing as those bets go on, but yeah. the yeah. percentage of the pot that they're increasing the bet by is reducing because like a bet of 10 when the pot's already 100 is only 10% of the pot. Yeah. A bet of five when the pot is 20 is mm -hmm. like 25%. The actual increments that they're raising the, the value of the bets are is actually smaller as they go. You have to do the opposite. Yeah. I, it's it's yeah. not extravagant, but he's just playing confidently. Yeah, like, like Riker's bets were actually fairly timid, even yeah, though he was raised. Absolutely. Yeah, he, but he like just, he doesn't come across timid when he does it. Like he's just like boom. boom. No, Data's yeah. bamboozled. You're yeah, right. exactly. Which is it's, what, what, it's what I'm getting at. Like confidence. He, yeah, yeah. Data looks at him and just goes, yeah. "Oh." And that's oh. why everybody else at the table is like rolling their eyes at Data, yeah. the noob. Yeah. Yeah, they, they all know what's going on, and it's... they knew what was going on before the hand even started. Like yep. uh, well, as O'Brien says, says, "Time to pluck a pigeon." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He knows what's going down. Yeah, yeah. Of course, O'Brien knows. O'Brien knows. Oh yeah. <laughs> O'Brien's lost tons of money to Riker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to imagine that O'Brien is like in hock to Riker, like up to his fucking eyeballs. I, I imagine Riker has like this illicit trade oh, he and going Kiko's on. His firstborn is going oh, yeah. to Riker. Yeah. Well, I imagine Riker is getting all sorts of contraband beamed aboard by O'Brien yeah. secretly, who he's erasing the logs. Riker's, like, Riker's nickname for O'Brien when he sees him is, oh, here comes the milkman. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he used to put so many hours in down on the transport. Order, yeah. He's yeah, so in debt. So the Enterprise is arriving at this starbase, like this new starbase out along the uh, Federation Romulan neutral zone that's been built in response to uh, disturbances along the neutral zone, which you know we're eventually going to discover are actually caused by the Borg. Yeah. But at this point in the series, we, we think don't it's know Romulans. that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, the space station here is the model of Regula One from the Wrath of Khan, which makes a lot of appearances in Next Gen and often to just disguise it they'll just flip it upside down yeah was it yeah. upside down or right side up this time this time it was right side up yeah, okay. but quite often they'll do it upside down like just whatever I mean it looks it cool. works either way so yeah. like, there's no clear top to the uh, regular so it doesn't matter I kind of like the economic use of models in next gen they're like we have access to all of these models that were made for the movies let's make use of that it stands to reason like the, the oh, yeah. Starfleet's big you're not all yeah. gonna make unique everything yeah, yeah. star bases are all gonna be the same they're, they're gonna have a lot of similar yeah and it's yeah. and I like that they didn't go with yeah. the big starbase model like the, the standard mushroom cap starbase yeah, that you yeah. see because that thing's enormous uh, this is clearly a much smaller starbase isn't that thing sometimes built into like an asteroid too regular one no 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 the the, the, the giant mushroom starbase like oh, it's not always um, never mind I think it is sometimes possibly we'll look it up right. they have arrived there for like port call and stuff and we we join Picard having a relaxing coffee in the commissary 
when he looks up and who should he see walk in but some random redhead and holy shit Picard's like holy shit oh yep. I tapped that yeah walks right up to her and immediate you know sexual tension banter ensues Turns out... Turns out they're old frenemies. Yes, they oh, are. Yeah. Like, best of frenemies. Like, you know, the kind, the kind of frenemy that you, that you want to have, like, angry sex with, apparently. So this is where the JAG tie-in comes in. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. She's, she's, the, she's the new JAG officer for this sector. Apparently, she's also the JAG officer that prosecuted Picard during the court-martial for the uh, Stargazer incident. Yeah. So that's where their animosity and tension and, and comes from. And apparently she was... Quite zealous about it. Yeah, yeah. So And he's still a little hurt by that. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he holds a bit of a grudge. Yeah, for... he's, he seems to be of the opinion that she was going above and beyond yeah. and was taking personal satisfaction and trying to tear him down. Indeed. At this point in the series, how many... How much detail do we have about that incident? Very little. All we've gotten, the most detail we got was in that Ferengi, was in that Ferengi episode, episode yeah. with the mind control device. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where... Uh, Damon Bach? Yeah. In fact, I would say that that's pretty much it. We don't know practically anything about, about the Stargazer incident. And I think what we do know later in the series will get retconned. Yeah. Because, yeah. as I recall... He wasn't really the captain of the Stargazer. He took control of the Stargazer when the captain was injured. I can't remember. That's that that. seems to be my recollection from that uh, Ferengi episode. (laughs) Was that uh, after the initial attack, the captain had been uh, incapacitated and Mm. Picard took over and performed the Picard maneuver and destroyed (laughs) the Ferengi. (laughs) The captain became incapacitated, and an ensign named Picard ended up in command of the ship using a a technique known as the Picard. (laughs) Well, it became known as the Picard maneuver because he was the first one to do it. At any rate, I believe that gets retconned later to the Stargazer being his first command. Like, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could we'll be remembering things totally there. wrong. But uh, that's my recollection. Feel free. All, all I can really call is the Ferengi episode myself. Yeah. The, the timeline's weird. Like, I think some, there's mention of him, like, he was captain of the Stargazer for, like, almost 20 years or something. Yeah, see, like mm-hmm. like I say, they, uh, I think there's a, a lot of retconning going on as they kind of... Because okay. the first two seasons didn't... There, there are plenty of continuity errors cropping up. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's one in this season because earlier this season, Pulaski, uh, when she first meets Data, says, like, outright that Starfleet records indicate that Data is alive. I have to learn to accept that. But then we get to this episode, and no, Data's not alive. Yeah. That's what this whole episode is about, is establishing that. Well, why? And, yeah. and this isn't an instance of the episodes being out of chronological order, as they are in like season one. Yes. Yeah, because that was the first time Pulaski had ever met Data, is when she makes that comment. And this episode, she's clearly known Data for quite some time. Right. So yeah. Yeah, she, she's not even a total bitch to him, and that, that's, that's a big deal for her. She's, <laughs> she's pretty bitchy to him though. Like at the a little bit. Little, like you know, at the, she's, you know, like she's, she, she's she really totally kind of digs it at Data at when he uh, falls for the bluff. She's like, yeah. how did you know? Instinct Data. You'll never have it because you're a filthy, stinking <laughs> machine and you're not alive. She didn't how, say that. How perfect her is face. her line later when, when she says, I'll give you something even more Ooh, valuable than a gift. My advice. <laughs> beautiful Pulaski it's it's her definitive line it's great I love it Uh, it is so Pulaski so anyway they they uh 
We get our, yeah, we get what, our credit. What is the, the Starbase called? Oh, it's not regular it's one. It's just but... a number. It's like Starbase 175 yeah, or something like that. I don't know. It's a Starbase with an unimportant name that yeah. is just a number. But uh, Admiral Nakamura is there. He's this tiny Asian man who's uh, gonna... And he has a really he, he has righteous a sweet, uniform. Yeah, uniform. this is the, the new interim Admiral's uniform that will only be seen twice this season before it's replaced with what will become the standard Admiral uniform. But it's head and shoulders better than the season one Admiral uniform which I, was awful I know you guys like the standardized uniforms that come later but I like this era oh, I of Star this Trek totally. the Wild I'm, West I'm, of, I'm way um, on that man. Admiral's uniforms I, again I think we yeah. talked about this before but I just like the idea that Yo, when you're yeah. an Admiral you basically can they're just like yeah no, do whatever I'm, you want just I'm, put some I'm, gold on there and, uh, I'm all on for it yeah. too like I don't care for the uh, Admiral's uniforms at all yeah. I, I think all of them look ridiculous except this one this one is the best of them I think but yeah. like even so it's still pretty gaudy oh come on those red pins stripes down the legs those he's, are beautiful yeah. he's basically and got a gold, gold stripe he's got a gold chain built into his yeah. tunic it's, it's pretty great I'm into that man yeah um, that's great he also like I don't know if you guys saw this but to me he totally walks with like what what I can only describe as like small man syndrome where like he's oh. just, he's just like he is a small man yeah he's taking like but he's like really trying to fill out as much space as he can like he uh. really like the way he walks around really to me feels like he's compensating for being short I didn't get that from him but I, I was just digging on his uniform so I don't know it may, like I say maybe it's just me but, yeah that, uh, that uniform is bigger than life <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate he takes a tour of the Enterprise and some guy that you hate instantly the, like, the he's second, got that face man he does like he, he reminds me of that fucking engineer that was with the uh, Traveler in season one the one whose name I don't remember because I hated him so much <laughs> I did hate him what is, I don't remember his name ah. basically he just looks like a prick he, he's got that kind of face he's, that he has look at him like, oh that guy I don't oh, like man. him don't I, like I already him. know I don't like him Commander Bruce and, Maddox and you are right not to like him that's right judge that book by its cover because its cover is correct yeah because Mr. Maddox. Yeah, because he is there to basically chop data up into tiny pieces so he can find out how he works. He's going to dissect data because he wants to build more. And he is the leading cyberneticist mm-hmm. yeah. of, of Starfleet right now, I yeah. guess? He's Ever since he met Data, which was when Data wanted to join Starfleet, and he was the only officer against his... Uh, his uh, yeah, they go, they go out of their way. They do everything they can to establish that you're supposed to hate this guy. Th- this guy really hates... Data. He's got a yeah. fucking problem with Data. Yeah. So and Data is very gracious about and, it. And uh, Nakamura is just so blasé about the whole thing too. He's like, he's like Admiral. He's like, oh yeah, um, this asshole's here to fuck up your Android. See to it, and just walks off. Like, like no. that. That's as much interest as he shows in the whole thing. No, he literally says Nakamura out. <laughs> well, that, there that, are a lot of big mic drop yeah. moments in oh, this man. episode, this, this and it's beautiful. That set the tone. Like, this episode, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was the first. By the end of the episode. Episode, you are waist deep in mics. Man. It was great. It was great. So basically, they they go to the conference room, and Maddox says, "This is what I'm going to do." Data's like, "I'm not about that." And, and Maddox is like, "Well, I was afraid you guys were going to be this way. Here's Data's transfer orders. He belongs to me now, bitches." Mic drop. Yeah, I'm Number out. One. And then, then he just turns. He terminates that conversation. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. And and Picard is just left there like. Oh. <laughs> Bluster, bluster. Yeah. So then Data comes in and, and he gets his own. Yeah, the spilled tea all over his saucer, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, first uh, Picard goes to Philippa, the uh, oh, the, the yeah. Jagoff. Philippa Lavoie. Yeah. And is like, listen, you know, I Captain. have been... Oh, no, wait, no, no. This 
he goes to Philippa after the talk with Data. Yeah, he talks yeah. to Data first, and yeah. Data gets his own little yeah, moment cause, here. Because first he talks to Nakamura, and Nakamura's like, no, bitch, oh, this is how it's got to exactly. go. That's Nakamura, when... out! Mic drop number two. That's right. Sorry, that's when he says it. Yeah. And then so he's like, okay, well, I guess I've got to kind of sugarcoat this for Data. And he's like, Data, Data, I understand, baby, I do, but try to see it from Starfleet's perspective. We really want to have more of you to do things that we don't want to do. And come on. And yeah, this, the, con- un- the conversation—it's unlikely is- that you're going to die in the procedure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and Picard is fairly reasonable. Like at this point, you know, we're we're kind of on Picard's side. It's like, yeah, you know, it, it would be pretty cool to have a whole bunch of datas in Starfleet. That that would be kind of righteous, right? Mm-hmm. And but you know, I don't like I don't know if it's just because I've seen this episode so many times. I'm just never on Picard's side on this at all. <laughs> like like I'm like right from the start. I'm just like, no, 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 Picard, what are you doing? You know better than this. No, you don't sell out your principles. Yeah. I hadn't seen this one in a long time and I thought like the car comes across as pretty reasonable that. Yeah, yeah. And it's not until so. it's not until during that exchange where Data says, um, I don't want to do this that exactly. then you realize oh this is actually you know they're going to have to oppose this yeah and well I mean he like Picard's like you know listen uh, I've got to look after Starfleet's interests and da- Data finally poses it to Picard well you know Geordi's visor is way better than human eyes so why don't all you humans have to like submit to upgrades for that yeah. you know and like this that's is a very good question. And, and that's when Picard kind of realizes, like, oh, shit. Body autonomy is a thing. Well, yeah. like, a lot of TV shows and a lot of sci-fi stuff, like, when you're when they want to go down this road, it feels really forced, and you're, like, very, very much immediately, like you're saying, you're immediately against. Mm-hmm. You're on the one side immediately. And this that didn't feel, it didn't feel like they were putting up, like, a false... Uh, oh, no, no. Like, I, 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 agree. I wasn't feeling like, Picard, you don't, like, you should know better than this. I was, like, in, yeah. in a way that, like, clearly you know better than this, and they've just written it like you don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's more disappointment on my part. Like, no, Picard, like, I understand what you're saying, but you haven't thought it through. Well, then he gets there. That's the... the... I know, exactly. Yeah. Then he gets there, and that's when he goes to Philippa. Oh, wait, that was mic drop number... Uh, yeah, that, Data's that got it. That's mic drop number three. Yeah. When, when Data's like, it's it's just because I'm not human. Boom! Does he walk out? <laughs> uh, no, uh, he's dismissed. That will be all, oh. Mr. Data. And out Data goes. Oh, shit. You know, stumbling over the mic on his way out. Picard just gets flabbergasted so many yeah. times this Pic- well Picard has you know in, has now been uh, privy to three mic drops in as many minutes you know that's yeah. a lot of mic drops for a man to take all at once yeah so a man he, in his in his fit. he starts looking into the law and goes over to Philippa and he's like listen I've been looking at this shit but this shit is cray cray and she's all smug and shit mm-hmm. well as it stands as as a Starfleet officer he kind of has to submit to what Starfleet wants him to do yeah so Picard comes up with the idea well what if he wasn't a Starfleet officer what if he were to resign yeah, yeah exactly so that's what's gonna happen Data's gonna resign and, and, and we get a sequence where he goes to talk to Jordy about it, and yeah. Jordy completely we, doesn't get yeah. it. Jordy misses the point epically. Oh, and we should mention that we are watching the extended version of this oh, episode yeah. on yeah. the Blu-rays. Uh, for those, of, because you know anyone who hasn't seen the extended version, a lot of these scenes we're talking about aren't actually there. Like the the Jordy scene is not in the standard ver- version mm-hmm. of this episode. But the extended version has uh, Data talking to Jordy, giving him his uh, calabash because uh, he can't. Uh, he can't play Holmes if uh, Jordy won't be his Watson. You are irreplaceable. You are quite irreplaceable. That's what he says. Yeah. It's, a, it's a touching moment. It and is. it's like, have you ever thought what you would do if you weren't in Starfleet, Jordy? And Jordy's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Starfleet's well, my nah. life. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, and, you know, fair enough, because, I mean, he hasn't got any other yeah, prospects. Yeah, this, this, I mean, this is all Jordy has going for him. Jordy has not got a lot going. And, and he, it doesn't occur to him in this scene yet yeah. that, you know, Data is his only friend, and he's not going to make another friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's also clearly not occurred to him that Data, what Data is really saying is, is like, I am leaving Starfleet. I'm out of here. How about some, you know, advice here, pal? It's not until after Data leaves that, you know, all of a sudden it kind of dawns on Jordy at the very end because, like, you see it happen across his face. He's yeah. like, oh, and, and oh. I think, and I, I think it's kind of beautiful that we have this moment because, like, you know, not in the normal episode, but here where Data proves himself a lot more capable of understanding human emotion and nuance than Jordy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So great. Oh, Jordy. <laughs> Jordy. Well, only one of them is over the series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. Oh my gosh, that is. Oh my gosh, that's true. Is yeah. Jordy the only member of the crew that doesn't get laid in the whole seven? He, he never gets it down, man. Like, okay, 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 okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> think about this. Sidebar: We've got to discuss this right now. Worf yes. definitely does. Oh, clearly, yes. he, he uh, has a kid. Picard definitely yes. does. Oh, yeah. Doctor Crusher. Definitely I, does. I say Picard gets it down this episode. Obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Quite frankly, uh, Picard, uh, Crusher with that with that like Harlequin romance. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. There, there are a number of romance episodes oh, for her. She's yeah, got that Trill guy too. Oh, I yeah. forgot about him. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, De- Deanna Troy. Oh come on, definitely. Yeah, Riker. We don't even need R- to yeah. mention. R- I mean, Riker. Come on. Riker had enough sex for the entire crew. Riker probably in the background Riker. of every single episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, O'Brien. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. He yeah. got married and had a kid. Had a kid. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Pulaski, I will argue yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yes. say that she got down with Riker's dad. Oh, oh yeah. No question. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Um, Wesley, also, actually, yes. Yeah. Really? Not uh, yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. But I believe that there's definite possibility that he and Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Certainly, definitely while he was at uh, the Academy. And then, <sighs> yeah. ma- and then maybe, maybe. even uh, like... I mean, do we count the traveler? No, <laughs> that was, that was, <laughs> the traveler. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, yes, Ooh, I'm, that's edgy territory. I'm, I'm going to say that Wesley did. Okay, likely. You know, at least more likely than yeah, yeah. Jordy. I'm afraid. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guinan. Uh, Guinan. I'm, I'm going to say probably. Yeah. Certainly yeah. in the past. Guinan's yeah. a player. Yeah, and I'm going to say like even during the run of the show. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I yeah, think yeah. she probably did. I think Guinan's got game. And and like when she was back, like when they were back in time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was definitely getting it down there. Barkley. Barkley. Barkley's on the, pretty on the sad. holodeck. On the he holodeck, he was definitely but, getting some. You know. All right. Yeah. And I'm going to count that. I will count that. Yeah, because even Jordy can't get it down, even on the holodeck, and that's sad. Yeah, because Jordy is too timid to to <laughs> get to to get it on with Leia Brahms on the holodeck. Oh, that's she, sad, the, be, isn't the best it? he can do is dirty talk. He can just have her say, "When you're touching the ship, you're touching me," and that's that's the best he can do. And that's creepy, man. Yeah. Oh, Roll Rolaren, yes. Yeah, definitely with Riker. Look, <laughs> um, <laughs> Santa. Obviously, yeah, like no, like, d- like no doubt. There. All the time, I think we have now covered the whole of <laughs> most the, uh, of the main characters, most of the like main char- of the characters, characters, and yeah. and main bit player characters too. Mister Hom, Mister Mister Hom is like a sex machine. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, me? Look probably, at that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, Look okay. at that guy. That's not even a question. <laughs> okay, sorry. Even, yeah, so there it is. I think we have sufficiently demonstrated that the only member of the Next Gen crew who definitively did not get laid during the entire seven-year run 
of Next Gen was Jordy. And yeah. I'm going to say... And certainly not prior to it. Certainly not prior. And I am even going to go so far as to say that not even during the entire run of the Next Gen movies... It's just cold. It's just it's, cold. It's cold as ice. <laughs> but it's true, man. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Say it to my face. Look at me. In, look me in the eyes. Look at me. That's my boy. Why are you doing it like this? <laughs> oh, listen. Jordy is my favorite character. I love, I love Jordy. Jordy. Like right. when I was a kid, Jordy's action figure was the first one I got from the Galoob line and the first one I got from the Playmates line. Jordy's my boy. All right. But Jordy did not get none. Oh. Jordy is forever alone. Yeah, he is that guy. Yeah, you know, you could replace the forever alone meme face with Jordy, and that would be perfectly acceptable. Like, I think it would be better. In fact, I'm going to make that my mission from now on online. Uh, (laughs) Anytime I post the forever alone face, I'm just going to put Jordy there instead of the instead of the face. He's. It's going to be like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's. We got a badass over here. Like, or, or the Nicolas Cage face. It's so cold. It's like deep space in here. <laughs> Any- Ouch! <laughs> Anyways. All right, are we done ragging on Jordy? <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, back into it. So Data goes to pack his shit. And yeah. uh, this, this this asshole guy... Just walks, uh, waltzes Maddox. into his court. Yeah. Maddox, come on. Yeah, man. Maddox yeah. just orders, walks man. in and starts being shitty to Data. Yeah. Because that's all he does. He just comes in and treats Data like, like garbage. And he's like, you know, I wish we could have worked together on this, but one way or another this is happening and Day's like nuh-uh I resigned motherfucker and then Maddox gets all really menacing before he leaves and it's like kind of good that Data doesn't have emotions and can't feel menaced because this guy is basically I'll get you I'm gonna take you apart I'm gonna tear you apart it's really rapey it's very creepy why does he say that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah. And, and it cuts the data after him saying this and leaving. And he's like, hmm, that was weird. Oh, that was odd. Oh, how about that? Humans. <laughs> what? They say weird things with weird inflections. I wish I understood like, oh, that. What a delightful thing. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, I got a party to go to. He does. Yeah, he goes to his goodbye party in Tampa. And, and the extended goodbye, goodbye party is great. Really great. Because uh, we get that we get that extra stuff from Pulaski because she didn't yeah. have that before. Jordy's finally is clued in on him. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's all upset. Data's leaving uh, and Jordy doesn't have we get a friends. good moment from uh, Riker and Troy because that was also cut from the original yep. uh, showing where uh, you know Riker's like is Data just a robot like I mean do you feel anything from him and she's like well no but there there are plenty of uh, life forms that uh, I can't feel anything from that doesn't mean anything but we do have to consider the possibility that maybe yes maybe we are anthropomorphizing Data and, and it, that is a good moment and it's a good it's a good line too. And, and Riker it has is. I think the best response response to that which is I don't know if I have a problem with that yeah. I don't I don't know if that is actually a problem hmm. And, like, I, I want to speak in favor of Pulaski because we, we've ragged on Pulaski a lot this yes, season. We have. Because, uh, yeah. Pulaski. No, hater. She is terrible most of the time. Uh-huh. As much as I like uh, Diana Muldar. But I like her in, in this scene. She's yeah. pretty good. You know, she she's likable. She has kind of come to appreciate Data for what he was. Even though much of the season previous, she has yeah. been. She acts like a dick. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and she, she's like, listen, I don't have a present for you. And Data's like, yeah, I didn't expect a present from you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm gonna give Bitch. you something way more valuable. Yeah. My advice, and that's beautiful. That that's so perfect. Such a Pulaski line. And essentially, what she says to Data is like, "Listen, maybe you should live on a planet."
planet. Have you yeah. ever considered groundside living? I think she's basically suggesting that Data might find some uh, s- some knowledge and experience valuable in being a frontiersman, essentially. Yeah, and, and like be able to become more human and understand yeah. the human experience, which is pretty good advice, yeah. honestly. That, it comes across as very heartfelt advice. Yeah. Thought, thoughtful, like not, not just something. And it's also very Bones-like advice. He's like, very, you're yeah. getting out of Starfleet, kid. Here's what you gotta do. Yeah. Get out into the wilderness. Yeah, d- don't be anywhere near a transporter. Don't be yeah. in a star Transporters. Just They're no good. Back on Earth. Yeah. Have you considered um, wearing medallions? <laughs> oh, man. Just some really big, sexy get, 70s get medallions. Get yourself some chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe star in a big movie about yeah. rabbits. Oh, man. <laughs> but then, the best part... The, well, I mean, there's also a little moment with Pulaski and Worf, which... Because Pulaski and Worf's uh, relationship is probably my favorite part of Pulaski in season two. They have a good dynamic. She, yeah, they, they probably work the best together. Like, out of all of the Pulaski uh, pairings, Pulaski and Worf play off each other the best. So Worf gives uh, Data the Klingon translation of some book and says, oh, you know, it was in the hands of the Klingon that this book really, really... The novel. Yeah, says, uh, and, and she's like, oh, I couldn't disagree more. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. We'll save this <laughs> argument for another time. But, you know... Which is a pretty nice moment. I and, like that. And I love that she's not afraid to butt heads with Worf. You know, she's not intimidated by Worf being yeah. the big bad Klingon. But then Maddox shows up to start shit at the going away party. Because he's such a prick. Oh, man. And oh. he is just so dickish here. Like, he shows up and he's like, and, and Riker's like, listen, you weren't invited, fuckface. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I couldn't resist. It's like, wait, you couldn't resist coming to a party you weren't invited? To. That makes you a crasher. You, what? Um, he's like, I, do, I want to know what Data's planning to do. He's like, well, I've got a whole bunch of options. You know, Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this. And he's like, no, you should be a carnival freak. <laughs> People could pay you two could bits of encyclopedia. Yeah. What a di- yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so he, douchey. He is quite an asshole. Uh, and, and I love the, like, <clears throat> Worf is just like... Like, Riker has to, like, physically restrain <laughs> Worf from coming over to end this son of a bitch. Which, honestly, the, as I said when we were watching this episode, it's the only thing this episode is missing. Yeah. Either Riker or Worf punching Maddox the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. The best part is, like, Riker is about to oh, go after Maddox. To. Like, He's there. Riker is just about to go after like, Maddox when oh. he catches Worf out of the corner of his eye, also going for it. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, no, as much as I want to punch this guy, this. I have to stop at this. <laughs> from happening because Worf will, there's, there's Worf will be kill him. thing longer action right oh, here. Shit. <laughs> Worf is going to kill a motherfucker. So he stops him and then he gets like the call from uh, Picard to like meet him in the transporter room because mm-hmm. they're about to go over and talk to the, the Jagoff. And he's like, you were just leaving. Let me escort you out. And he just like <laughs> roughly handles this guy out of 10 forward. It's beautiful. It's nice, yeah. I, I like to pretend that the uh, Worf's sash just at the press of a button will just turn into the thing longer at any <laughs> Time. Yeah, I was thinking like like he would probably you know tear off the guy's arm and then fashion his femur into oh. the thing longer and then kill him with a thing longer made out of his own bone. That's I, badass. I, I want to note that it is kind of strange that neither Picard nor Guinan are at this going away party. 
I think Picard is still he, desperately yeah, searching he, for a way to, to ferment find a way this. to get away. And Guinan, Guinan is the bartender here, right? Yeah, I don't so know if she like she's maybe she, we just don't see her. I just figured she was just, off it, camera. Yeah. She yeah. could be there, and we just never saw her because we didn't really get a shot of the bar. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird. Maybe Whoopi Goldberg had other yeah, yeah it could know, be things to do at maybe at it that would, point. Yeah, she's still not consistently in every episode. Yes, yeah, she's still a guest star. Yeah. So we we follow Riker and Picard over to the Jag office where Picard's like be- he is because human. They, they have a meeting because uh, because apparently Maddox is trying to say that uh, he's Data, not allowed to resign yeah that Data can't resign because he's property he is property of Starfleet you know which I find a little disingenuous coming from the man who initially tried to prevent Data's entry into Starfleet in the first place like my question would be you can't have it both ways, guy. How can you say you didn't want him in Starfleet, but then now turn around and say yeah. Starfleet owns him? I mean, you're right, but, like, I mean, he's... Maddox, at this point, up to this point in the episode, has done everything but, like, have a curly mustache, a cape, and, yeah. a, and a monocle. Like, he's he's so ridiculously evil. Everything he's doing is... He's uh, got a major hate boner for yeah. Data. Yeah. Well, it's weird, because, like, I think the, the way it manifests with his character isn't so much... Uh, like, he's not... Like, to me, he's not mustache-twirling evil, he's clearly convinced himself so hard mm-hmm. that Data is just a machine, and that everyone else... He's, he's like an insufferable atheist. Yeah, you know, like and he's of, constantly calling him it. Yeah, he, he refers to Data as it and a thing. You know, he yeah. never refers to him, like, as a he or by... He, he, he comes off as the really irritating transphobic person on a yeah. message board. Yeah, it, it, it's... He, he thinks he's... He thinks he's right, yeah. and he thinks, by virtue of that, he feels justified and righteous in uh, in treating people poorly if they don't hold the same opinion. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you're an idiot because you're anthropomorphizing data. You're not worth my time. Yeah. Um, so the the way to stop this apparently is uh, Picard has to uh, has uh, called for a hearing because he wants to challenge the ruling that uh, data is property. Uh, in order to do that, she's gonna have to uh, she's gonna have to convene a hearing. She doesn't have the staff for it, so regulations say that uh, the commanding officer, like the highest ranking officer uh, must be the uh, defense, and the next highest ranking officer, which is uh, Riker. Riker, has to be the prosecution. Uh, Riker's not uh, not about this because... He's obviously completely on the defense side. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I, I can't prove that Data isn't alive because I know better. I don't believe that. And she's like, listen, you know, I in that case, I would have to rule summarily against Data. Data is a toaster. Have him report for uh, experimental refit. So, it comes to it that uh, in order to save Data, it's going to come down to Riker versus Picard at, at like the big uh, debate. Off. It, it is essentially that, you know. In order to save the town, we found that we had to destroy it. Um, and then we get a scene of Picard fencing without a mask. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah, really. like holy shit! I have... bros don't let bros fence without masks. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. I mean, I have done so very little fencing. Like you, d- you don't fence without a mask. No, you do no. not. Period. Not a chance. You know, like not like, unless you're James Bond. Yeah, like I in bar- that shitty I, I, one yeah. with Madonna. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's. I, I, bar- I barely went to three fencing <laughs> lessons, and you know, we masks didn't care were the order trying. of the day. No, good God! So Riker comes in and. Uh, Picard is fencing with some nobody. Yeah. And Riker says, listen, I, I, uh, I, I've looked into it and I have to give this my all, so I am yeah. gonna legitimately prosecute yeah, cause, this cause case. Because she, she laid it out for him and she's like, if you don't, if, if I for an instant think that you are not uh, giving your best, then I will, uh, I will end it and Data will 
be off to uh, mm-hmm. Refitville. So he he goes to Picard to you know, deliver the the news. Like it's on. Yeah, and Picard understands, but it doesn't mean he's not gonna really take out his frustrations on this poor, <laughs> poor rando. Yeah, this poor country <laughs> guy. <laughs> it looks like he's about to fucking cut out his heart. <laughs> And he swashbuckles his way. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to scar you up real pretty. So the the subtext of that scene, you know, they're both saying, we're both going to do our damnedest here. Mm -hmm. Everything that's within the law. But the subtext is that this means, let the pranks begin. Oh, shit, yeah. The the command overrides on the transport will be used in order to transport urine into each other's bed (laughs) while sleeping. (laughs) As mentioned previously. Yeah. Uh, That will be happening. It's it's not just Leslie anymore. On screen. Of course not. So, next we get some, we get another cut scene of uh, Picard talking to Data, uh, trying to get a feel for Data and t- so that he'll be able to prove that he's sentient, that he's alive. At which Data is not very cooperative or useful at this point. Yeah, da- yeah Data's just very matter-of-fact. As a, he often I'm is. I'm a machine, you know? Uh, Picard tries to impress upon Data the notion of legal fictions, you know? It's like the, the law recognizes many things as being persons that aren't actually persons, which, you know, like, I mean, i.e. corporations. Or religious. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. Um, Juridical, <laughs> religious person. And and then uh, Data gets to deliver the, the line, oh, I'm starting to understand why uh, Shakespeare wrote Kill All the Lawyers. <laughs> it's like, oh, mic drop number four. And so the we get the... Like, f- you're not helping. <laughs> we, we get the first part of the trial, and uh, Riker's pretty devastating. Oh, yeah, Riker just barrels through we, there. We do have one thing that is a bit of a quibble, in yeah. that he, one of his first things is, he enters right, that- hey, hey uh, Data, I want you to bend this gigantic steel rod. Yeah, and Picard's all like, hey, uh, this is, objection, this is irrelevant. There are plenty of living beings that are possessed of mega strength, which is, I think, a pretty rock-solid and indisputable objection. And granted, I, like, agreed, but I, I can also see her point, and she's like, yeah, but I want to see that shit, right? Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> legally, what she, <laughs> yeah. like, like if, she, if she's trying to be, you know, like, a good JAG officer, you know, if she wants to see it, that's fine. I'm I'm down with it, but she's gotta she's gotta phrase it right. She's gotta say objection sustained, but please, Mr. Data, I wanna see that shit. Yeah. Please indulge the court. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Picard tries to object again later when uh when Riker's like, now I'm gonna take off your arm. And Picard's like Objection! <laughs> yeah, objection uh, on what grounds? Dick move! <laughs> Yeah, he, he doesn't really have anything to back it up, but... Yeah, he's just... He it's, does object. It's, in, it's righteous indignation. Like, oh, f- fuck you. Yes. Yeah, it's like, fine, just do it. Doesn't right, matter. Doesn't whatever. matter. Uh, like in the record show, Riker's being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is another thing that I would quibble over where Riker starts to starts talking about Data, and he's like, you know, there's Data created by a man. His purpose to serve human interests. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, objection speculative. You do not know what Noonien Sung's uh, purpose was in building data. He could have been a sex bot. Exactly. Like, it's funny they didn't ask that. Yeah, because, you, you know, can... Noonien Sung could, could and almost certainly did have a very different purpose when building data. I think it's very clear that he built data to be a living individual. Yeah, Object- that, uh, objection yeah. speculation. <laughs> well, I don't think so because when we meet Noonien Sung many years, like many course, seasons that is, later. That is a 
pretty big problem that Noonien-sung is still alive. Yeah, although at this point everyone thinks he's dead. No one knows he's alive. And that's because he that's the way he wants it, you know. He's yeah. essentially a hermit on an uninhabited planet. Yeah. But but yeah, um, I would have also, if I had if I had been in that courtroom, because I'm totally a lawyer, I have seen enough lawyer shows to know that Picard <laughs> should have been like, objection, speculation. I call the material witness the uh, memory of Ira Graves. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. I, I also would have would have imagined like, hey, Data, do you have any files that indicate what Noonie and Sung had? Uh, That's what I meant. He yeah, just like, asked oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, uh, but then uh, Reiko gets pretty devastating. Yeah, he Super he melodrama. switches uh, Data off and says something about you know Pinocchio's, Pinocchio's broken. broken. His strings have been cut. Mike, drop number five. And that, that's that's a hardcore one. Like that 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 one has some sting to it. Yes, like kaboom. So when we, then it goes to commercial break, essentially. Yeah. And we come back and uh, Picard P- is drowning his sorrows at ten forward and having a chat with Guinan about. It's like, yeah, he's fucking got me. I I, I don't have. He shit. almost had me believing it. Yeah. I th- that was devastating. And and this is probably the moment where Guinan really proves, or, or rather, Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan proves how excellent she is as a character on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, previously she's had her moments, but th- yeah. this is like the big moment for. Her. Like, I would say this is the turning point for Guinan where she becomes just kind of a uh, an oddity on the show. Like, you know, just like, a, oh, look, it's Whoopi Goldberg. That's kind of neat. Yeah. And, and becomes like a, a full-fledged, you know, yeah. interesting and useful character to the show. She she clearly uh, shows here that she's got a lot of sage advice to mm-hmm. give. That, that she has wisdom beyond that of anyone else on the ship. And she puts it to Picard very, very gently. <clears throat> like, she doesn't come right out and say it. But she puts puts the idea in mind that, you know what, if they start building a whole bunch of datas, you're eventually creating a slave class. You're this creating, is a new race. You are creating a race of disposable people. And that you own. Yeah, that are all very valuable. And that is pretty squicky. And, you know, yeah. that's a really great point, and obviously. And, like, suddenly it finally dawns on Picard. It's like, holy shit, this is about slavery, <laughs> isn't it? And she's yeah. like, well, I think that's a little harsh. And like, Picard's like, I, I don't think yeah, I, I think that's pretty accurate. I think that's the truth. Yeah. But it's a truth we've hidden behind a comfortable euphemism. Property. Mm-hmm. And God is like, yeah, no shit's really and, He's like, yep. And mm-hmm. now it's time for Picard to get up in this bitch. Yeah, it's it's time for him to uh, really go forward with the defense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's very good. Oh, no. Uh, please, I, I talk a lot. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. So Picard, first thing he does is that he first calls Data to the stand. And well, he also points out that both of Riker's points are irrelevant. He's like, is Data a machine? Yeah, not relevant. So are we. Uh, was Data made by a human? Yeah, not relevant. So are we. Yeah. But then he begins by calling Data. After that, he just calls Data to the stand. More or less just asks him about some of the things that he, he had packed up in his bag um, upon leaving the, inter- leaving the Enterprise, his personal effects. Um, he asks him why he picked these particular items to pack up. Why did he bring his medals with him? Well, it's to, you know, Data sort of says is to you know, the things that he earned. He's sort of, you know, is it, was it, is it vain that he uh, kept them? Yeah, I just wanted them. Is that vanity? <laughs> he also kept a, a book of uh, Shakespeare that uh, Picard had given him. He wanted to know why he kept it. Again, just a memento of friendship and service. And then uh, lastly, he had his... Uh, his, uh, his hologram? His hologram... Of Tashi Yar. Of Tashi Yar. 
Is that weird? But... And and they're like, so what's what's this about? Spank bank. Like, and he's like, well, uh, this is awkward. I promised I never would say, but you know, we 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 had an intimate relationship, you know. Yeah, which apparently Picard and Riker both knew about because well, Picard's the one who brings it up, and he's like, listen, mm-hmm. under yeah. the circumstances, I think Tasha would be okay with you. Uh, and and obviously Riker would know about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, come on, he reads everybody's diary. He's right? the alpha male. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you're you're dismissed. Yeah. I, I'd like to call a hostile witness. But Maddox. Uh, reaction when he when he finds out that data got down. He's like, I didn't know it had sex with anybody. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, Maddox v. Jordy, probably neither of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I feel like Maddox also got down, but is a dick about it. Oh, probably. So uh, Picard calls Maddox to the stand as a hostile witness. Yeah, because he very much is. He he uh, has come to this with entirely his own agenda agenda so Picard's all like okay prove to me that prove to the court that I'm sentient he's like that's ridiculous we all know you're sentient uh huh so prove it why why am I sentient you know what, what makes what, me different where are the from three data? qualities and he's like okay uh, to be sentient you gotta be intelligent you have to be uh, self-conscious so, self-aware self-aware and you have to be conscious yeah. and he's like alright well I mean here's data is data smart yes uh, okay so uh, is data self-aware data what are you doing here it's like oh I'm here you know on to, trial for my, my rights. rights and my life and he's like my life, my right. Sounds like he's self-aware to me. Mm-hmm. And then Picard just goes all thunder and... He, he brings in the slavery yeah, yeah, right here. He's like, Yeah, he starts talking about... I present uh, you Exhibit A. 50,000 children's letters all addressed to Santa Claus. <laughs> you want the Federation versus Chris Kringle? That's the uh, Jag office next door. Oh, damn, sorry. Yeah, he starts, like, this is when he drops the slavery bomb. He's like, listen, you know, one data is unique, an oddity, maybe even a wonder, but thousands of datas? That's, that's going to be coming a race, and we're going to get judged by how we treat that race. So, kaboom, he, he lays it all down. He drops the biggest mic of, his, of them all, almost as big as his dick. So yeah, exhibit B, my nuts on the table. <laughs> Bang! And uh, then our then our Jagoff has to has to rule, and she's upfront about the fact that a lot of this is metaphysical and philosophical, and I'm not mm-hmm. really the person to answer those questions. Does Data have a soul? Mm-hmm. I don't Do even I know. I have that. a soul, <laughs> but I have to give Data the freedom to discover that for himself. It is hereby the ruling that Data is not property; that he Data is. has the right to choose. He is autonomous. Yeah, our our boy. He he's a real boy. And uh, then he turns down Maddox. Maddox gets all misty at how great Data is and calls him him instead of it for the first time. That's it's a, it's a romantic moment. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then we go go to the Enterprise where uh, Riker is just in the uh, oh, in the observation. Yeah. You, you missed, oh, oh, you missed one on. important thing. We we, we missed uh, Picard oh, the... setting up a date for later. Yeah, yeah. Philippa, my, <laughs> my so, quarters. No talking. Yeah. Dinner. Uh, Are you buying? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, he's like no it. He's like, what are you talking about? We're gonna use replicators. It's free. Like, <laughs> uh, Fine, I'm buying. Yeah, sure. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like, oh yeah. This. I'm buying. 
we're eating out. <laughs> Kaboom! Very nice. So, they get back to the Enterprise, wading hip-deep through all these dropped mics. Mm-hmm. And Riker's feeling kind of sad, because he had to he had to do stuff he wasn't proud of so during he, this. So he's not at yeah. the celebratory party yeah, that Yeah, he doesn't uh, feel like having. he deserves to be there. But our boy Data comes and makes him feel better about the whole thing. He's like, listen, you know, doing that hurt you, but it saved me, and I appreciate it, brah. Now come on. Let's have some mustache rides. And Riker's all about that. Yeah. And off they go to presumably 10 forward. Yeah. Well, have, no, they're on, they're, they're on the party. holodeck. I think he said. They're, they're oh, I, on I, don't, holodeck. I, I don't remember. Some, some kind of said. holodeck party, yeah. All right. Yeah. There they go. Off to the holodeck then. Yeah. And that's the episode. I, I imagine they're having like a big ballroom party. Like a, yeah. a classy ballroom. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like a early 19th century Russia. Kind I, of I'm hoping that they've also Zarist programmed party. in a kid's table that Wesley <laughs> has to sit at well necessarily you don't think it would be it would be a party where it's just a, another comedy club and Data's <laughs> yeah, it's, he and it, Joe Piscopo yeah, riffing Data's yeah. doing his stand up routine because and everyone the, else is forced to pretend to like it yeah. oh no so yeah um, you know that that would really prove Data's autonomy if he was that, that dickish about it like okay now, now, this so. will be Data's first uh, poetry recitation <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, like he, he, this is probably the first time he busted out an ode to Spock but. He doesn't uh, have Spot yet. No, Spot doesn't come oh, yeah. quite yet. Not yet. But no, it, it's... the Well, needless to say, that last scene of her is a little... It's very the, sweet. The, the words they use are a little more sincere than... Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, brah. Yeah, yeah. thanks, brah. Yeah. Like, look, I, I know it hurt you to yeah. have to do this, but you did it because you had to yeah. do it yeah. in order to save me. Like, you had to prosecute me or they yeah. or she would have summarily yeah. so, found against me. So, cheer up. Let's get down to the holodeck. The first holodeck honey's on me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's much sweeter. Um, we bro out. So, uh... What what are we all uh, thinking in terms of uh, in terms of well top rating. marks all the way obviously I am going to go out there and give this my very first admiral yeah no I'm with you definitely can I kind of make up some ranking that would annoy you you could <laughs> but then I'm gonna it hit you. it will annoy him it will annoy, me. <laughs> will annoy and, him and, and then I will hit you with my ukulele regalian ox <laughs> <laughs> oh god fuckers <laughs> no I, I am totally way, with you it, base, it is top marks admiral Basically, what I'm going to do from now on, every time you make up one of these things, is it's just going to be a middle finger with whatever you wanted written across it. Nice. Nice. Okay, I'm going to go with... um Commodore. Is that a, that's a thing, right? I don't believe it is in our... Uh, no, it's not. It, it's is, what, where is Commodore? Is that above or below Be below Admiral, Admiral I think. Yeah. Just like one yeah. below, you figure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly. For, for me, Admiral, like, it's... No, no, no Admiral is It's fine. It's yeah. on is par fine. with the best episodes of the show. Yeah. Like, it's not my absolute favorite, but it's really close. No, it's yeah. very well written, and, like, it was a complete story, and there's really... I mean... There's pretty much nothing could... that I would say I dislike about this episode, yeah. yep. which is the first episode of able to say that about totally yeah. Yeah. alright so admirals across the board yeah sure this is our first big admiral I'm so excited we've, I think we've been too stingy with, well no we haven't been too stingy we, we've had because there, been, yeah, so there, there direct, just haven't been a lot of great episodes we haven't, we haven't given out a captain yeah, yeah, straight no, admiral no, no. yeah well perhaps we'll give out a captain uh, next week Jesus Christ because no. next week episode oh, yeah? 10 is it a the, good one the dolphin it's the episode where Wesley falls in love with that shape-shifting girl dear god no <laughs> that's <laughs> Right. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, and, and man, 
<laughs> Pulaski shines in this episode. Oh, it's, it's a Wesley in love and Pulaski episode. <sighs> Don't forget Worf. Worf is there too. Well, that thought we were redeeming. Oh, man. So great. Oh. I can't wait. Wes- Wesley takes her on a holodeck date. Oh, my. Well, wouldn't you? Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Just... And, and the, the hell of it is, Wesley makes a way better holodeck date than Jordy did. Uh, <laughs> of course he does! Jordy's holodeck date was, like, sad so and awkward. Oh my god. Like, haven't, haven't you done enough to Jordy tonight? <laughs> oh, man. Jordy did it to himself. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Stop it. That, okay, we're stopping. <laughs> Look, I love LeVar Burton. And he is a pimp, but Jordy is a sad yeah. man. Okay, Bye. we're done. Thanks for joining us here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. I'm Jordy. I'm not. Holy. <laughs> Jay. We will see you next time. <laughs>